I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to finally sort of meet you. <laughs> I know, I know. We had this planned some time ago um, with your last release, um, and that just didn't work out. I can't even remember now what happened. I think I was sick at that time, and we had to reschedule, and I don't know, all kinds of stuff got in the way. But I'm so glad that it worked out this time. I love this song. Thank you. Love it. And anybody that's familiar with North Carolina, especially the area that I live in, I'm in Western North Carolina, AKA the Bible Belt. So, I mean, your song is just, it, it should be our theme song. <laughs> I'll let it be. We can have it North Carolina's theme song. <laughs> yeah, it should be our theme song for sure. I think I need to turn the volume up on this. Um, it's, yeah, it was turned down a little bit. Um, guitars, guns, and Bibles. I mean, what? That's us. That is us. <laughs> uh, that's so good to hear. It's us too here in Arkansas. And that's, uh, that's how I grew up. I grew up in uh, Nashville, Arkansas, which is a yeah. little town in the southwest corner of the state and um i'll tell you the story how I, we came up with that hook yeah my uh my boyfriend had bought me a gun for my birthday because nothing says i love you more in the south like a gun right, right. <laughs> so, yeah i um, prove that well i had to go to the shooting range you know to learn how to use it so we were at the at the gun range and on the wall there was um encased in glass was a gun and a Bible, and it had a sign that said, in case of emergency, break glass. And I, I was like, you know, there's there's a song in there somewhere. There's some, there's a hook, you know, there's a hook. So I was like, guns and yeah. Bible. So a few days la later, we were at the house, and I said, Chris, what was that hook? Was it, was it guns and Bibles? Was it guitars and Bibles? What was it? He said, put them all three together. And I went, oh. <laughs> So it was either going to be Guns and Bibles or Guitars and Bibles until he said, uh, throw them all together. So that's then how all three of the terms came to be in the song. So then when I sat down to start writing it, um, I was actually inspired by my hometown. There's a, there's a couple there I went to high school with, um, and they had posted a story on Facebook about how there was some flood in the town and the, their fences were washed away and their cows had gotten out. And it was this big to do and that the community came together and helped them get it back together. Like they, yeah. went, they, they did this. So I said, I was going to write the song and I'm like, well, let's, let's tell that story. Let's just yeah. talk about the community and, and how people will come together and help each other. Yeah. Um, and then what that represents. And I think that goes back to a lot of times Southern values, you know, helping people, um, being a good person, teaching your kids to be good. Um, and then of course we had guitars you know, singings, country music, um, and church on Sundays. And that pretty much wraps up, you know, the South for me in those. Yeah. yeah. The South small town, small town values. Yeah. All of that into one. Exactly. Anybody that's grown up and not, yes, the South for sure but not necessarily just the South. I think that's small town. Good point. Small town, just that community vibe. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, I don't know. I'm not from the North. I've not lived up North. So 
anybody from up north chime in. Is that a up north feel too? If you're in a small town from up north, do y'all have that same community sense that we were just talking about? I would, I mean, I would like to think so. Yeah, I would like to think so. I don't know so much about the hunting part, but I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's what we need. We need some northerners. Y'all chime in. Let us know. We, is, we do. Is that, yeah. Is the guitars, Bibles and guns. Does that relate for you guys as well? That is a question. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I don't think I can see if people respond. I can see when people join. Can you, yeah, I guess you can see there. Yeah, I've got the comments. You can um, see. Yeah, I, I always like to put a question when I post the podcast. I always like to put a question. So that is going to be my question. Um, does this value apply to the North? Does the, I, I got to write it down or I'll forget it later. Does this value <laughs> apply to the North? And um, I mean, I hate to say that like I'm segregating us, but I mean, we know that is like a Southern culture. So is it, a northern culture as well right so i think it's a valid question so i don't mean that to offend anyone i hope i didn't um we just don't know because we're not from the north so it's true i need some northerners to answer that question for us down here <laughs> as if my accent wasn't deep enough i had to throw it on thicker there Oh, I noticed I record myself and as we were, I was doing a rehearsal and I record myself and you hear yourself back and I'm like, man, I'm really country. <laughs> I don't think I sound that country until I hear it back. Right. I have done that sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, do I really sound like that? Or was I like making it worse or something? And I'm like, no, that's my true voice. And then like, I really hear it in my grandchildren sometimes. And like, I, I will not throw two of them under the bus, but two of them in particular, I'm like, dang, she's country. <laughs> <laughs> I actually lost a little bit from, I went from, you know, Southern Arkansas. Now I'm in Northwest Arkansas. And I think I, I lost a little bit. So when I go home, I can hear it more. It, you know, it's more pronounced to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it, it really stands out. So I lost just a little bit. But my mom moved up here a few years ago, and then it started coming back <laughs> because <laughs> she brought it with her. <laughs> and then when I hear my brother talk, I'm like, wow, I can really, really hear that. So That's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I actually, as far north as I have been or lived, I actually grew up in northern Virginia. But I still consider that the South. It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. So, you know, it's still the South to me. But I have always said, like, they don't have an accent. They're in the middle. Right. Like, they don't have a Southern accent. They don't have a Northern accent. They're just normal. So <laughs> me and my sister, we would come down here to North Carolina to my grandmother's every summer. And we would spend the whole summer with my grandmother. And so we used to think that people down here talked funny. You know, we would hear their accent. Well, by the time we would go home at the end of the summer, evidently we had picked up that accent. And so we would go back home and our friends would be like, we can tell y'all spent the summer in North Carolina. 
then would be making fun of us for certain words we would say or whatever. And then eventually it was like, we would try to say certain words because we liked the way it sounded. So we would go home trying to speak Southern. Say it on purpose. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely on purpose. And, but then when we moved here permanently, which I mean, I was 13 when I moved to North Carolina. So, I mean, it didn't take long for it to become permanent. But um, when I was a small, small child, we lived in Georgia. And um, I don't know if you may be too young to remember this. People my age and older, if y'all remember the shake and bake commercials, it was like this food breading that you put on stuff. Oh, yeah. And my mom used to tell me I would run around the house repeating that shake and bake commercial. This little girl in this commercial would say, it's shake and bake and I helped. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, I remember shake and bake. That was my gourmet cooking. When I first yeah. When you didn't want to fry something. There you said it, fry. <laughs> when you didn't want to fry, fry something. something. <laughs> that was my commercial, and I would run around saying that line all the time. Like, what? But, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't throwing on the accent. That was that Georgia accent in a little, you know, three, four-year-old little girl. Right. So, like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, we're getting way off topic here. We're supposed to be talking about movies. Uh, movies. Music, <laughs> not shake and bake. Is it movies, <laughs> commercials, or music? <laughs> commercials, music, movies, you know, they all go together. <laughs> LOL, your brother does have a swark accent. Oh, Southwest Arkansas. I was like, swark? Who, who posted is that? I can't see it. Special moments. moments. I knew that. That's that's my sister-in-law down in Nashville. Oh, okay. Hi, Tina. That's <laughs> Tina Carver. She's married to my brother Jeff. I like it. Okay. it was a swark accent. I was like, "What is a swark accent?" I am so busted for talking about them. <laughs> I didn't know they were going to be on. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I always say about musicians, like. If people are going to be around musicians, like, you could end up in a song. You never know. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, be careful hanging out with musicians. Be careful what you say. It's it's like fair game if you're going to be friends with a musician or the family of. It's true. I think I saw a shirt one time or something that said, you know, be careful. Whatever you say can and will be used in a song. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It is true because that's where you get your inspiration, you know. Yeah. Eavesdropping. That's the best place to get ideas for songs. <laughs> you're just walking around in a crowd of people and you hear people say things or somebody sitting behind you in a booth. And you're like, oh, there's a hook, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. And I am such a people watcher. Like, I love just hanging back, like sitting in a park somewhere or I don't know, sitting at a restaurant, anywhere, and just watching people. Like, I'm not sitting there judging them, don't get me wrong, but I just love watching people and, like, imagining, like, especially if you catch a couple arguing or something, 
And I don't know. I would just sit there and imagine. I don't know. I'm so stupid. Uh, but I'm like, hmm, what are they arguing about? And I'll make up this whole scenario in my head about what they could be arguing about. And my husband, he's like, you're so stupid. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are, I, I don't fun. even know. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a songwriter, too? Because I don't even know. No. You're not. Well, you have the brain for it. That's what we do. We make up stories about people we've never met that don't exist. That's the, that's the job. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I've never, I would love to, but I've never tried. I used to write poetry a lot. So, I mean, there's a fine line there. I probably could if I tried, but I am not musically inclined at all. Like, I cannot play anything. I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. Like, driving down the road in the car by myself, I think I am Carrie Underwood. But <laughs> trust me, you do not want to hear me sing. Like That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I'll be in the car with my husband, and I don't care if it's just me and him. I will still sing at the top of my lungs like I'm Carrie. And he'll look over at me like, like you are insane woman and I'm like I don't care <laughs> are you what I call the backup singer like you sing and people back way up <laughs> that's what I call the backup you know, <laughs> but you're probably better than you think you are <laughs> no I'm not no, you're not. Okay. no I'm not definitely we'll just leave it we'll just leave it at that yeah no I would um back in the day when me and my friends would go to karaoke um they could actually sing and I would just lip sync so people would think I sounded good, but I didn't want to ruin it for them and, you know, make us sound like crap. So I would just lip sync and yeah, it was all good. I was having fun. I didn't care. <laughs> it worked. Anyway. All right. We're going to talk about music. That is what we are here for. And... Did you want to start off with guitars, guns, and Bibles or end with that one? Um, actually, I'm not going to play that one because I want people to stream it today. But I've got, I know, I, I thought you'd be, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get her for that. <laughs> no, I love that secret evil plan. Ooh. Wah, okay. wah, 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 wah. Um, so, yeah, because we're having a big release party tonight in Lowell, Arkansas at 630 at Goat Lab Brewery. I'm super, super excited. Um, I think we're going to have a really good turnout. But um, my guitarist, Hunter Anderson, will be joining me tonight. Um, little backstory on me. I'm a piano player. Um, and... I wanted to start writing more country songs and I couldn't strum a piano. So um, about a year and a half ago, if even that long, I picked up the guitar for the very first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> people did that during COVID. Yeah. A lot of people did. Oh, but I'm I picked it up. Like this or that. And I got really envious of y'all. Um, it, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It's a totally different instrument. I have calluses on my finger, which I'm so proud of. So, yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm very new at guitar and I started taking a few lessons, but I found, um, uh, Hunter Anderson, who's a student here at the university of Arkansas. He's majoring in performance guitar and he has been wonderful. So, um, he helps me out a lot with that. So I'm, I'm more of the novice and he's, he's bringing the goods. Um, but I am playing. So I am playing in public and I'll be there tonight with my guitar. So um, 
but it's fun to have somebody that can, you know, back you up. Uh, oh yeah. As you're, as you're still getting used to the, you know, the instrument, but I've been singing and writing, you know, for a very, very, very long time. I started out as a singer um, when I was really young and I sang in country music shows and things like that. Um, and I was, I did the pageants and stuff like that. Cause I wanted to do the, the talent portion. So I got yeah. a lot of experience there. And then I started writing, well, I probably wrote my first song about age 16 um, and started playing the piano about age 16. Now I don't, I don't read music. I play by ear. So I, I took a few little piano classes, but I just didn't want to work that hard. <laughs> I was like, I really do not want to sit here and run on, do these scales and learn these notes. And I was like, I just want to skip all of that. And I just want to play something. So, um, so yeah, I'm just play by ear and started writing songs. I had no instruction at all. I just started uh, writing songs because I sang songs. So I just knew structure, you know, you knew verse, chorus, yeah. verse, bridge. And um, yeah, and I didn't take any, any instruction until this past year. Um, I went <clears throat> a year ago. Yeah, this October, I went to a retreat in Nashville, Tennessee with Andrea Stolpe, who is a very, very famous songwriter and Berkeley music instructor. And I spent a week um, at a retreat there and that changed my entire life. Um, oh, wow. Walking in. Oh my gosh. I was very humbled and felt insignificant because there were so many um, people there who had graduated and had all these degrees <clears throat> in classical music. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know if I'd get in the retreat. Literally. <clears throat> you yeah. had to send a song to audition. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> They're not going to let me in, <laughs> you know, um, so, but they let me in and I get there and, and just had an amazing time. And I met so many other songwriters. And once I got in there, then I just, I felt at home with everybody. Everybody had their, you know, amazing skill sets, but we were all different. Everybody brought something different to the table, but this is a cool little tidbit. They put you together with two or three of you. You have two hours to write a song and you got to perform it that night. I'm not kidding you. You've never met these people before. And Dad, talk about pressure. Yeah. And that's what we did. And what's, what's awesome is there are um, some songs that, or at least one song I know that was, was written there that I'm going to be doing tonight that was written at the retreat. And then another girl I wrote with, she released the song that we did at the retreat. Um, and then I've written one with another girl since the retreat that I met there. So there are all these things coming from, uh, this retreat. So I'm, I'm very big on, you know, get educated, get out there, oh, yeah. people, do it, co-write. What I found, <clears throat> we have our own studio. Um, we do our, our recording here at Crimson Rose Studio. And what I have found in doing the, the last few songs that I've been recording, you need a team. I mean, <clears throat> there's just no doubt about it. You need a team because your writers are your team. Your, um, your instrumentalists, they are your team. And you get, you know, you get the ones that are creative. They're not just playing the notes, but they, they create, they bring to the right. song. And then you get your producer. And, you know, if everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody comes together and brings their talent, that's where the gold comes. That's where the magic happens. It's never one person or two right. people. You know, there can be 10 people involved in the song. Um, but that's where it happens. Get your team and go for the creatives, not just people who play the right notes. Find the ones who think outside the box. Right. And they know, oh, you know what? This note would sound really good with with that vocal. You know, that that's what you got to do is get the team and be open to it. It doesn't have to just be me doing it. Right. You know, it's a collaboration. So anyway, back to 
that. So that's, that's the, some of the more formal training I got was there. Um, and then started studying more on songwriting. Um, even though I've been doing it for a long time, I never really just sat down and, and started studying the craft and yeah. pushing myself to get better. And the more I learned, the quicker I learned that I wasn't nearly as far along as I thought I was. <laughs> I, was like, I thought I was doing okay. And then I start learning, like, I start comparing my lyrics to, you know, other writers. And I'm like, oh, I got a lot of work to do. So it's very humbling um, to, to work with people who are a lot better than you because you start realizing you need to grow. And that's how you grow. And yeah. it's tough. I mean, as a songwriter, and if there are songwriters watching, it's tough. We get told no all the time. You're oh, a songwriter yeah. and you're pitching to a publisher or you're pitching to an artist. And no is the one word we hear every day, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I decided, because I am a singer, I decided last year about this time that I was going to go ahead and be the artist because I can play and I can sing and I can write. I was going to be a, a songwriter, but it's hard if you're not performing for people to hear, to get to hear your songs. You know, if I'm just pitching them, I'm, I'm in one in a million songs that someone's looking at, right? Right. So what's the best way for me to get out there? So not, not only do I want to be a performer, but a songwriter and I write, you know, for other people as well. And so that's, that's kind of the whole thing. It's, it's about the artistry and the writing. So doing it all. Yeah, and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you brought that up and said all that because I think a lot of times people get in this little bubble. They get in this comfort zone and pushing themselves outside of that to do something different. Like, you know, to go to this retreat that you went to or to learn to play the guitar, learn to play a different instrument Bring somebody in as a co-writer if you're used to writing by yourself. I don't know. Whatever it is that's something different to make yourself get outside of that comfort zone that you're in. You know, they say Nashville is a 10-year town or wherever you're at doing your music. That's the joy of social media nowadays. You don't have to be in Nashville to make it in the industry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wherever you're at, it's still a 10-year business right 10 year plus for some people whatever um sometimes it takes getting out of that comfort zone that you're in and doing something different to get noticed and you're exactly right and that's how i wrote this song that we're talking about today that's exactly where it came from i picked up the guitar i could barely make a chord it sounded horrible i can go back and hear the voice memos i don't even know how i was able to come up with a melody and lyrics because my my playing was so bad <laughs> But I did it anyway. And I think that's the thing is, uh, you know, yeah. we're scared. We're, you know, artists, singers, songwriters, we're just as scared as everybody else. The only difference is we're just going to do it anyway. And, yeah. you know, we're going to, we're going to mess up. We're going to fall on our face. We're going to make mistakes and let's laugh and have fun about, you know, let's just make it fun. You know, yeah. just, it's all, and that's what social media has gone to now with the live stuff too. I mean, I think it's so interesting because we get to see people, you know, they're not, nobody's perfect. And we see people be real, you know, yes. um, and that's, that's what the, the draw is, I think to that. But, um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, I will play. Absolutely. See, I've set it up to where I don't have to play well, because I told you I'm new. So I've ah. set that expectation extremely low. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
I can't play at all, so anything is better than what I can do. So hey. I'm playing my tuning song right now. I'm checking it, checking out my guitar here. Tune because you care. Yeah. So I'm gonna sing a couple of original songs that have not been recorded yet, but they are gonna be. Yes, Assuming I like them. Well, I'll tell you, while I'm tuning here, I'll tell you the name of the first one. You tell me what you think about it. It's called, um, My Guardian Angel Needs a Beer. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about that one day. I was like, you know, there are a lot of us, or we all, most of us go through some kind of a wild stage in our life, you know? And uh, if we're still breathing, kicking, we didn't get anything broken, we're not dead yet, that means our guardian angel's probably been working pretty hard yeah so i decided she she needs a beer <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like i try to i like to come up with things hard it's hard to come up with something no one's done or thought of and you know and if maybe someone has thought of this i just haven't heard it before but that's what this one will be. absolutely absolutely that's that yeah. What is amazing to me is how songwriters take an idea and turn it into a song that is different. That and that it's the hardest thing to do is to come up with a fresh hook or a new spin on something. And when you hear that, you know, you hear a song like that on the radio, I'm just always like, Whoa, that was cool. You know, yes. When someone spins it around, it makes it different. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> All right. We're going to try one. I don't know how good the vocal and the sound will be on your end, but that's what we got. All right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> My guardian angel needs a beer. <clears throat> I hear last call every night. I can shoot them back. Sometimes I find. I've been known to bring home strays. Sometimes I don't even know their names. No broken bones, I'm still alive. I ain't in jail. She'll have a story for the big guy upstairs. My guardian angel needs a beer. She needs a half-smoked cigarette. She knows I smoke the rest. She needs a good time. Baby shot. I guess I'll get in bed by 10. She can't have the whole night off. My guardian angel. My guardian angel. She needs a be. Maybe she'll go down to Billy Bob's. Give her wings by the bed. Slip a red dress on. Let down her hair. Just one night. The Lord knows she's been working overtime. No broken bones, I'm still alive. I ain't in jail. She'll have a story for the big guy upstairs. My guardian angel needs a beer. She needs a half-smoked cigarette. She knows I smoke the rest. She needs a good time. Maybe a shot. I guess I'll get in bed by 10. Can't 
used up my nine lives because I'm going to see. If I don't give her one night off, she'll have to tag another angel in. Cause my guardian angel needs to be. She needs a half smoked cigarette. Cause she knows I smoke the rest. She needs a good time. Maybe a shot. I guess I'll get in bed by 10. So she can't have the whole night off. My guardian angel. My guardian angel. She needs to be my guardian angel, my guardian angel. She needs to be. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love it. I love the part. I'm getting the line right. We said you're gonna go to bed by ten o'clock so she can have the whole night off. Yeah. I'll get bed by ten so she can have the whole night off. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that's genius. I love that. Thank you. That was, I that is what I love so much about country music is how it tells a story. And I mean, that song literally tells a story. Like I was listening to the lyrics and I'm like all right, yeah, like, this angel deserves a night off because she, <laughs> yeah, she has definitely worked hard. This chick has put her through the ringer. <laughs> exactly, yep. I uh, I sang it for a, a DJ in uh, in Paris, Texas, and um, I did it live on the air, and uh, I got done, and he said, my guardian angel needs a volume. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we all have our stories. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, yep, everybody's guardian angel needs something. Yeah. That's sure, yeah. Oh, uh, that's another question we won't get into. What does everyone's guardian angel need? <laughs> I think I just, I can't see sometimes a little comment. I think I just saw Chris Luther's on here. Now, he was at the retreat with me, and he and I wrote a song together um, called um, She's a Little Too Much. I'm going to be playing that one tonight. It'll be its debut and it's cool that he's on here listening because, um, and I'll, I'll record it, Chris, so I'll be sure and send you a copy and we'll see how it goes over tonight. But he was my first co-write at the retreat. It was just the two of us. We got stuck together. Um, most, most of them were threes and we got in the twos right at the beginning. And um, yeah, we came out there with a song that we wrote in two hours, so. Wow, that is insane that you go to this retreat and they're like, okay, you're, we're putting you with somebody you've never met before and y'all yep. to come up with a song in two hours. Luckily, I mean, I'm assuming the two of y'all hit it off, especially since Chris just said, love you, Sharice. So, <laughs> you too, Chris. <laughs> I'm assuming that the two of you hit it off. So luckily you hit it off and you were able to put this song out. What if it had been someone that you just did not vibe with because I know that can happen sometimes that would have been like a nightmare situation have you ever and don't name names but have you ever been in that situation that you've been in a co-write with someone that you just didn't vibe with you knew you weren't gonna put anything productive out or maybe you did who knows maybe you, the non-vibing worked but 
like how did you work through that or have you ever been in that situation that you had to work through not vibing with someone to get a co-write done or did you just exit out of the co-write well so far i've had really good experiences with the co-writes um i think sometimes you sometimes you have different personalities and that's what that that's the the tricky part yeah um, because if, if you have a real a strong personality and then you have the more softer personality, sometimes the, the softer personality doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, I've had really good experiences so far, but I know that that can, that can sometimes, you have to, you have to be willing. I mean, there's no point doing a co-write if you want every idea to be yours. Right. Right. If you're not, there, willing there's to just no point in doing that. So yeah. Right. And, and everybody I've written with has, has come to the table, brought something, listened. We've gone back and forth. So I have, I've been fortunate. I haven't had that bad experience, yeah. um, but I can see that, you know, where it, 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 I've heard of it happening and it can happen. And I think the most important thing, if you're going to be in music and co-write is be a good person first, be awesome. that person. Someone wants to be around, you know what there, you can write another song, but you know, those are your friends and your, your colleagues. And it's not worth messing that up for a song. You know, you can write another song, just be a good person, have fun. I, my motto is there's enough pie for everybody. You know, yeah. I, I'm not competing with you because I want you to win too. You know, we're not a competition. We're, exactly. we're in it together. And I, I need you to help me, you know, on a song. Yeah. Um, and maybe you need me. So that it's just have fun and don't, don't take it so seriously. You know? yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. If everybody in the world could look at life, I feel like the way most musicians do, what a kind and happy world it would be. If life could just be like happy country songs. Wouldn't that, and it's funny you say happy country songs because, well, it's really ironic. What I was going to say was, <clears throat> that's what I've been writing, trying to write a lot of. I've, I've like turned this corner of, you know, uh, life is hard and everything's so serious. People just should, you know, they want to have fun and they want to dance and they want to, you know, get away from their problems a little bit. So that's when I started writing, like the guardian angel needs a beer, you know, let's, let's laugh. And, um, and I've got a dance song I'm working on that I'm hoping could be turned into a line dance, something like that. But now that I've said that, I will say uh, this next song I'm going to do is, is one of the, the more serious ones I've done, and I don't know when, um, but it just came out um, of my, what I mean came out, not on a release, but it just came out of my head, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to go for it. It's called um, That Ain't My Stuff. I love that title. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water here. Yes. That Ain't My <clears throat> I love that. That ain't my stuff. We gotta say ain't. That ain't my I, stuff. I know. I love it. All right. Okay. Thought I'd drive right over there to pick a few things up that I left last week when we had that under that plan, but I, I kind of hope you're there. I'd like to sit and talk about this for a while. When I walk right through the door, I say things change. That ain't my picture on that wall and that dress hanging in the closet. 
is a color that I'd never be called in. And that's size five in my shoe size. And that lipstick on that coffee cup doesn't match any of the shades I wear. Looks like I got my answer, but it's that ain't my story. That ain't my story. Got my way to the kitchen drawer. You tonight to cut off all those buttons from your favorite shirt I bought last year. That coffee mug on the wall right where my picture hung And decided I would pour out all your beer Just breaking things of yours, it ain't that tough Cause that ain't my picture on that wall And that dress hanging in the closet Is a color that I'd never be caught in that's ice pie in my shoe size. And that lipstick on that coffee cup doesn't match any of the shades I wear. It's breaking things of yours, it ain't that tough. Cause that ain't my stuff. That ain't my All your lies and womanizing, text blowing up at night and breaking things of yours, it ain't that tough, cause that ain't my stuff, that ain't my stuff, that ain't my picture on that wall, and that dress hanging in the closet. Is a color that I'd never be caught in. It's breaking things of yours, it ain't that tough. Cause that ain't my stuff. That ain't my stuff. That ain't my picture on that wall. And that dress hanging in the closet. Is a color that I'd never be caught dead in. Thank you. Wow. Ooh, I got chills. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. All right. That song is amazing. All right. I'm glad you started off with the fun one. And, but that one, oh gosh. That's a winner. You think? Yeah. Thank you so I mean, much. The, the fun one is too. But, I mean, we're on two totally different ends of the spectrum here because, you know, you got the fun one that that's going to be just a fun sing-along song that's going on, like, you know, the fun belted-out-in-the-car playlist kind of song. This one, like, that's a that's a chart topper. Like, Really? <laughs> yeah, yes. 
Yes. Mark my that words. Awesome. <laughs> Mark my words on that one. Cause that is like, man, I still have chills. That is like so relatable to so many people like both ways. It, it could go either way. Like male, female, whichever way relationship breakup. And it's a, what we were talking about earlier, it's a different spin on a breakup song. Like I said this the other day to another artist, like there's so many love songs out there. So many, um, breakup songs and like, it's gotta be such a challenge to a songwriter. Like, how do I write a love song? How do I write a breakup song and put a different spin on it? There's like, how many different ways can you say I love you or I'm breaking up with you or this or that or I'm pissed off at you or whatever the emotion is that's attached with love or breakup. Right. And dang, if you didn't do it, like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and you didn't go like the Carrie Underwood route, like I'm going to slash your car all to pieces, you know. Well, she, you did know? Cut, she did cut the buttons off of his shirt and smash the coffee mug and pour out his beer. But that was, that's pretty harmless, you know. Yeah, it, 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 but I mean, I love the like, that ain't my stuff kind of route. That like, Thank you. just, oh man. Chris, man. Who, who's my my mother half my producer he's he's always asking me when i'm writing the songs <clears throat> you know how i came up with things or what's going on and i actually told him the whole story when i'm writing this i said oh yeah i can see the house i see her she's driving up i said i'm, I'm like the house is white it's got like a concrete um, steps going up to it there's the plant on the right you walk in the bedroom's on the left the wall with the pictures on the right and i'm telling him this he's like what i'm like oh no I said, the kitchen, it's the first drawer on the right, and she turns over, she pours his beer out, it's in the backyard, she's sitting down, pouring it, I mean, that's, when I write this song, like, I see the movie in my head yes. as I'm writing the song, and, and because I feel like it's my job as songwriter to make you see the movie, you know, um, you're not going to see it exactly like I see it, but I want you to have your version of the movie. In, in your mind. So I, that's when I write, I it's the storyline. I can tell you to in great detail. And, the, and the, I can tell you the color of the dress hanging in the closet. <laughs> oh my God. I was doing exactly that as I was listening to it. I don't know if you noticed or not, but like half the time I was listening to it, I had my eyes closed. No, I didn't notice. I was just into the song. So yeah, I had my eyes closed because I was doing exactly that. Like, I was watching a movie of that song in my head as you were singing it. That's what I do the first time I hear a song that really catches my attention. I'm automatically watching a movie in my head. Like, oh, my God. If I was to go into songwriting, like, we could so co-write a song together because that is exactly how I would write a song. And I often ask, guests on my show this do you walk do you have like a movie going through your head as you're songwriting because that's how i imagine i would write mm -hmm. because i exactly what you just said is what i do when i'm listening to the song for the first time i'm already picturing what the video is going to look like to the song Right. And that's, that's, I think our job to write a good song is I need to make it where you can do that. 
I've got to be just descriptive enough to where you can see it. You see the pictures in your head. Then I feel like I've done my job. And I work with a lot of songwriters. I have a songwriting group on Facebook um, called Pitch Ready Listening Sessions. And it's free. And we get together. And I invite anybody that wants to join to come and join. We get together. Uh, We have live listening sessions on Zoom. Um, Right now, we're doing about once a month. And uh, I created this because I'm in I'm in a lot of different groups and I see songwriters. They're all saying the same thing. I need feedback. I need constructive criticism. And they don't always want to go pay thirty five dollars or thirty bucks yeah. to the publisher. Uh, <clears throat> this way, before you do spend money to pitch, you can run it by all of us first. And so that's how we get better. We play it for our peers and we, it's a great group and it's so much, much fun, but we're not just going to say, say, oh, it's a great song. Um, uh-oh, maybe losing you. It's spinning the wheel of there. See if it comes in. Yeah, <clears throat> mine did on yours in a second ago. It will hopefully clear up in a second. I, oh, there it goes. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think <laughs> the storm is coming in. It is getting yucky outside. Um, all right, before I lose you all together, um, yeah, it is looking gruesome outside now. Um, send me that link, and I will be sure to attach it in the um, in the description below when I post this. Oh, the Facebook link for the group? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so if anybody Absolutely. else wants to, to join over, I'll post it in the link down in the description below. That'd be great. Yeah, I can see you're getting blurry. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a blast. It was great to meet you. I know. It was so fantastic. I was so glad to finally have you on. And I'm not, definitely don't want to rush off, but I don't want it to hang up on us before I get to say the thank yous because it is looking like all of a sudden it's just like horrible outside. Um, So the storm is here. Um, we are not going to get anything like Florida did, so nobody worry. It's okay. We're just going to get some rain and a little bit of wind, but nothing bad. But, Sharice, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure having you on, getting to know you, hearing your lovely voice. Um, that ain't my stuff. Awesome. My guardian angel needs a beer. Oh, my gosh. So good. And everybody, please, please do not forget, today is release day. Guitars, Guns, and Bibles is out. It is on all streaming platforms. Make sure you go give it a listen, give uh, stream it, download it, all that good stuff. Make sure you're giving Sharice a follow on all socials, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to music. Also, on our website, Route66CountryMusic.com, there is a feature release blog and review that is out there right now. Make sure y'all go check that out, and while you're there, Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing like shows like this coming up because you don't want to miss it. We have so much fun doing these and oh, that was a mouthful. All right, y'all make sure you go follow Sharice on Instagram and all the socials and Spotify and go stream guitars, Bibles, and I said that back. Reverse. Guitars, (laughs) guns, and Bibles because it is an amazing song. I love oh, it. last thing can I add that it's going to go to radio. It'll be my second radio release following up Get Back Home, which we didn't get to do with you. But um, real, Get Back Home has been on the Texas Country Music Chart for 11 weeks in a row. 
and I'm just honored and grateful and floored. Um, it's still there. I can't believe it, but um, it's because people are requesting it. The stations are awesome, but um, you guys can request. You can request guitars, guns, and Bibles now. We're gonna we're gonna try to do the same thing. <laughs> yes, eleven weeks in a row. That is amazing. Love that. Well, let's hope. I mean, let's hope that it just keeps going and let's hope that guitars guns and bibles surpasses that that would be awesome i wasn't planning on it going to radio this soon but i had a dj and he wanted it he played it yesterday he's like he, he heard it a couple months ago as a demo and he's like i see you're releasing it he said send it to me i'm playing it on my show and he played it yesterday in paris texas so i was like okay i guess we're on radio <laughs> i mean going? in texas yes i get it yes all right Lovely. I mean, I love it, love it, love it. So everybody, y'all make sure you go listen to it, stream it, download it. Make sure you follow Sharice. Click that follow button. That makes such a big difference. Um, those of you that tuned in and watched live with us, thank you so much. Those that will watch the replay, thank y'all as well. And if you missed the stories, go back and check out the stories today. Sharice did a takeover. So go back and check those out. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a great Thursday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, be kind to each other. To everyone in Florida impacted by the hurricane, our thoughts and prayers are with y'all. Love y'all. Stay safe. Bye-bye.